0: Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga Athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Welcome in this week to Mox on the Mic, and we are ready to hit the diamond and uh, talk a little softball with the head coach of the Chattanooga Mox and Frank Reed. Mox are at home this weekend. They welcome in U N C G to a new look Cross Stadium. If you haven't seen it yet, there's been a lot of changes. We'll talk with coach reed about that about the the new look at frost stadium and a little bit about his team it's been a while since we had the chance to catch up with the mox head coach as always make sure you subscribe rate and review mox on the mic we appreciate it it just helps us be able to find mox fans and helps uh, mox fans be able to find us frank reed he's our guest this week on mox on the mic. Coach, uh, as always, man, I appreciate you uh, you know, giving us a, a little bit of time. UNCG coming into town this weekend. A little bit about what folks are gonna see uh when they head back to uh to frost stadium this weekend.
1: Well, you know, uh those who hadn't been there hadn't had a chance to take a peek. Uh all new turf fill. I'm not sure everything's gonna be completed. There's still some padded walls to go up, but nothing that would keep us, I don't think, from playing. Um, so all-new turf field, uh, beautiful facility, uh, all the logos and things, is going to really make uh, make it stand out. Uh, something that's really going to make uh, Chattanooga softball really proud for the next few years. So uh, we're excited. We haven't even been on ourselves, so hopefully we're going to get to practice there tomorrow a little bit. And just to see how that's going to play. Uh, we've been out there just once, uh, experimental with uh, AstroTurf people, just trying to Regulate the play, uh, make sure it's quick enough but not too quick because they tell me once you adjust it to a certain a certain level of play, you can't come back. You can't go down, but you can always go up. So we think we've got it in a good place. We'll practice again tomorrow. You can adjust that by the feel that you put in it, sand and the, the, the beads, the rubber fill. So uh, hopefully we've got it in a good place and you know, have, a, have a great weekend.
0: So your team, uh, at least as of right now, hasn't really had the opportunity to see what the finished product there looks like, right?
1: Well, we've seen it. We walked out there on it. Uh, some of them have, but we had, uh, we had some infielders go out, an outfielder, a pitcher, and a catcher go out just to uh, try to adjust the play. Uh, you can, you can do that by the, like I said, the way you, where you put the field in the sand is one of the big things that you add to it because once the sand hardens up it then with the rubber, it uh, determines how quick the field will, will play. And we want, it, we want it to play as closely as, as a, the regular dirt and grass as we can. Um, a lot of teams like it really fast. Uh, we may speed it up a little bit, but right now we're going to have to experiment with it to see exactly how that's going to do. Tomorrow will be our first time to have everybody out there and get input from the entire team
0: what's been the feedback so far from your, uh, from your players on it, those that have seen it, is there a little bit of a, a little bit of a wow factor now?
1: Yeah. You know, uh, you trying to, I think a lot of it's been trying to figure out what they want to play in as far as shoes go. You can play in your regular cleats or you can go to a molded shoe. You can even go to a more of a turf style shoe to play on it. So, uh, I think tomorrow I'll give them a good chance to see if they want to still play in their uh, metal place. But a team coming in can play; they can play in metal. It's not; a, it's not a big deal. And so uh, that'll be a little bit of a, a different thing. And just reading the ball off the off the off the turf, you know, there's no really bad hops. You don't get those things. And so uh, about the only difference is the adjustment of how fast the ball is going to play. Uh, sliding, the only thing that I really think is going to be the big difference. Uh, you slide, you've probably seen baseball, you know, mostly all your uh, uh, big college teams are playing on turf and baseball. So softball's a little slow to come around. It'll eventually all come around. We'll have to, I think they'll have to do that. But when you slide, uh, it's a little quicker. So if you start your slide uh, normal, you'd probably slide on past the base, uh, and go really quick. So, uh, uh, so you have to just, you know, your start, start time for the slide. But that's usually that you can figure that out after a couple a couple of those, but uh outside of that uh, you know it can rain fifteen minutes uh right before it quits raining. we can be out there ready to play there's no dirt and dust and there's no lining of the fields uh, you know it's got great uh great uh, drainage there that uh, will have the field ready as quickly as it quits raining, you're ready to go out and, and start a game so uh that's going to be huge. We're not only doing that field, but they're doing two additional fields there at Warner Park. So, uh, we're like this last season when we were trying to adjust for the, uh, tournament where we had to deal with the weather and pulling tarps and all that kind of stuff. We won't have to do that ever again. So I'm excited about that part. No fun getting up early in the morning, to pull tarp only have to put it back on to save, you know, the games for the week or weekend. So, uh, uh, yeah, we're excited about that part. It's going to be, uh, a great venue, uh, not that it already wasn't, but it's gonna be a really great venue for uh, our fans and, and people to see the games.
0: How many other teams in the Southern Conference coach play on uh, on turf fields?
1: None. Like I said, softball's slow to come around. You go to you just get online and look at all your baseball programs. That's what they are doing. Uh you know a lot of co- I don't know what the Southern Conference baseball teams are doing. There may be some that have it. Uh, so everybody, you know, still small school, not small school as they come. You know, they like the dirt and the grass, uh, and it's okay. Uh, but you know, in what we do in such a quick amount of time, you know, we're playing in February, and we're trying to depend on the weather, and we're dodging weather. We've we've had 90 percent of our games this year have been impacted by weather, and so uh, we, that's no fun. You know, you're sitting around waiting for to quit raining, or if it's going to start raining, or if you're going to pull a tarp, you're going to take a tarp off. You know, we won't have to deal with that here in Chattanooga anymore. Uh we played on we played on uh turf at uh, Gardner Webb this year and we loved it. Our kids loved it. So and it rained that weekend. It's funny, it rained that weekend and we were sort of you know, we were used to we're in that mode of, Hey, it's bad weather, what's gonna happen? Well, you know, it rained and about thirty minutes before game time the rain quit and we were out there playing, and got the whole whole tournament in. So Nobody has it. Uh but uh, you know, will eventually you'll eventually see a lot of programs start to get it. Uh and you know and we host a tournament here uh, this year so we get uh i think we had uh, to deal a little bit with rain last year in greensboro you know we won't have to deal with rain in the conference tournament if we can get a two-hour window where it's not going to rain even if we start a game now as soon as it quits we'll be able to start right back uh because uh of, of the turf and like i said it's the it's the up-and-coming thing uh, the cool thing about it is you know you're uh, your mounds and your batter's boxes are velcroed in, so once you get wear and tear there, and even around, not so much velcroed around the bases, but there's easy, it's easy to switch out. But your mounds and your uh, batter's boxes can be taken right up and just stuck back in with this velcro, latest greatest stuff that they have, and you can never tell it's not, you know, it's not down there for like permanent or whatever. So you know, you'll have some of those. I was talking to AstroTurf people the other day. They said you probably go through maybe. A couple, three pitching mounds in the batter's boxes, right-side right, right side batter's boxes probably in a, in a season, but they're just like some matter of pulling them up and setting them right back in.
0: Only three Southern Conference series left. Uh, bring us up to date on kind of how things have gone for you guys.
1: Well, you know, we've always been a slow team to start, and typical this year we got to figure out how to get off the bus and be ready to play. I think a biggest thing for us, we um, – we lost our first series to Mercer and I think that sort of little wow factor and trying to get us back in, in the in pocket. But, you know, we uh, took the series from uh, Western Carolina and we took the series this weekend from Eastern uh, ETSU. So um, it's all over the place in the conference. There's no, I think the fewest losses are uh, maybe three and the most losses are five or six, you know, I think we have five. So uh, everybody's got losses and uh, one of the things that, and some of them have, haven't been able to complete games because of weather. So that factors in. I had a season one year where we, we didn't have as many wins, and, but we didn't have as, as many losses. So the, the winning percentage ruled us out as being the champion. So uh, basically, if you lose a game to weather, it's almost got like taking a loss. So we have some teams that are doing that. Uh, and then everybody has an off weekend. So there's some uneven numbers of games. And so everybody's starting to catch back up a little bit. With, um, with the numbers of games and, the, like I said, everybody's sort of all, all on the board. You'll see a lot of movement in the way the conference is going to fall out here in the next, uh, the next couple of weeks.
0: UNCG comes in this weekend, a team that is, I guess, at least uh, the last couple of years has been known for uh, hitting a lot of home runs. Uh, give me a little scouting report on uh, UNCG and, and what you expect from them this weekend.
1: Well, they're still a good team. They're not hitting home runs like they have in the past. Uh, And I don't know exactly how many they've hit, uh, but uh, uh, been very vulnerable this year, taking some some losses. Uh, I think they have three losses already. So, uh, uh, you know, like us, you know, got figuring out what team's going to show up to play each day uh, uh, for them. And um, it should be very interesting to see, you know, basically we're all – fresh on this turf so it's not going to be an advantage for chattanooga so much you uh, know we may have a couple practices on it but you know let we'll see how all that's going to play out and everybody's trying to get the feel for that but um yeah you know good team they don't uh they have it uh, still depending i think on the home run but hadn't gotten the home runs that they've uh, gotten in the past uh so they're not um, a team that's Uh, adapted, I think, so much to bunning the ball or the the short game or the quick game, and they're not built that way, and so when they lose the home runs, they, you know, lose a big part of their offense. But they're still a good team that can beat you beat anybody in the conference, Uh, uh, but they've taken some pretty good losses this year, as has everybody, so uh, uh, we'll figure it out, you know, they were, them and Sanford both, Sanford has five losses, just just like us, and uh, they're and or three because they play more ball games than we have. So, like I said, the uh, next few weeks are going to really determine how the league is going to play out. But, uh, you know, we go, so we're going to get to host a tournament there. So it's going to be a big weekend. If you miss the conference tournament in Chattanooga, you're going to really miss something special. Um, and, you know, with the new turf and everything, we'll be able to get those, all those games in, and it'll be a, a great venue for – softball people to come out not just softball people but people who just love watch uh, a great sport
0: I want to get you to uh, talk for a little bit about some of your players uh as well Kaylee Phillips is having a she's having a heck of a year for you hitting uh you know 344 and and uh has shown off the power and has not struck out very often that's uh look you, this is exactly what you expected when when she enrolled in Chattanooga right
1: yeah. Yeah. She got a little bit of a slow start, but, uh, yeah, she's settling in. Uh, I think, uh, and we need her to do that. You know, we've been hitting her in a four spot. We moved her up, tried to make some changes in the lineup. I'm not a big lineup changer and I moved her to the leadoff spot the other day. Cause we weren't getting any action out of our one or two hole. And so I'm thinking why well, not put our best hitter up there and make her give her maybe an extra swing or maybe extra two swings during the course of a, of a game. So, uh, we let her off it, we won, so you know we stayed a little bit in line up we and we won again in that spot, so out very likely that she'll continue to do that spot like, so we weren't getting anything out of one or two, and we needed that, and she was hitting in uh and we had been getting a lot out of three hour three hole either, so uh, uh you know who knows who why not you know we moved somebody there to see if we can get uh, generate a little bit more offense and it, it has and it's amazing how many times the lead, even though 't you think it rolls soon it all changes it's amazing how many times that leadoff hitter comes back up in a situation where you need to drive runs in and so um, I, I've always realized that but this weekend was really big because I'm moving her in the in that one spot and then she's rolled back in the spot where you know hey we need some we need a big hit here or we need to move some runners and so um, we'll continue there continue to do that for a while but she had a good year she's playing Really good, solid defense. Uh, she liked a catch uh, for us. Um, you know, Jace uh, Purdy's done really, really well. So has Presley Williamson. So, uh, um, you know, she's pretty anchored down that third third base spot, you know, with her quickness and being able to get and cover the bunt. Um, you know, you see a lot of third basemen that can make the everyday plays and make the hard shots, but they can't get up there and cover that. Quick kid that can lay that bunt down, you know, just a few feet out from the plate. She can do that. So it's been big for us.
0: Surprised at the uh, the power that uh, that Addie Keelan has has shown?
1: Not really. Addie's Addie's we know Addie's had the power, but if you look, if you got the stats in front of you, you'll see that she strikes out a lot as well. Um, you know, she hit the big home run in the conference championship last year, hit one I think hit it over their scoreboard and, you know, she has the power to be able to do that. We never doubted that she didn't. We just, uh, we just a little concerned about her consistency, um, and being able to do it. We moved to the center field, which, uh, some days I like her there. Some days I don't, we have some people that are a little quicker than anticipating maybe moving her over to right back to right where she has been over the, over the past couple of years. But, uh, no, uh, Addie's power doesn't doesn't shock me at all. Uh, the only thing that we're concerned with Addie is that she has quality at bats. Uh, so sometimes it's like, you know, I'm going to hit it a long way or I'm going to hit it hard. And that's, you know, or I'm going to strike out. So, But she's got a lot of uh, bat to glove hits where she just killed the ball and, you know, and it's right at somebody. Um, but she's definitely a pool hitter, so she doesn't hit. A ton to the opposite side of the field. She's worked on that a little bit, but I think for her, she's got to learn how to slow down sometimes and realize that uh, sometimes it's just about going opposite field and uh, you know just putting it in play, uh, and you can get a lot, make a lot of things happen for you. You know, especially if you're doing a shift on her, uh, and she can make a lot of things happen that way. But uh, uh, we need we needed that power. I mean, I think she's got maybe eight, eight or nine home runs. Uh, but she's capable of hitting that double, I think. Uh, and I'd like to see her be able to, do, to double that, you know, going into the, the last few weeks of the series.
0: Emily Coltharp has has kind of been your offensive spark plug over these last couple of years. Uh, a, a little bit about her performance so far this year.
1: Well, uh, you know, you don't have to be a uh, genius to look at and say Emily's not having the year that she's had in the past. She's pre-season all, uh, pre-season pick for uh, uh most valuable player uh i talked to her when i says i'm going to nominate you for this award we can only nominate we don't get to vote for our own people i'm gonna nominate you i think you deserve it uh but understand that sometimes it puts a lot of pressure on you as a player to be able to try to live up to that and i'm not sure if she feels that pressure or not um but uh she's not had the season that she's had in the past offensively and uh, we need her to do it she's been a you know, she was our one hole hitter forever and we dropped her to two, maybe even dropped her to nine, just to for we can get some things rolling with her. Um, uh, you know, she uh, she's trying to swing away a little bit, which maybe that, I think that might help her some and, and trying to make her game three fold where she can hit it, she can bunt it, uh and she can also be able to, you know, drive in for some power. Uh but she's, you know, mainstay with what we try to do, you know, Emily's uh, you know, the idea if you have to pick the ideal Chattanooga player that you know you want to put out there in front of everybody. Emily is definitely that person uh, on the field and off the field. So uh, you know, we we we're excited about having her uh, you know, this final year and I'm hoping she's be able to pick her offense up just a little bit to be able to help us. If we could, we could get her back in that one hole and Kaylee be able to drive some more runs in.
0: Spend a few minutes and talk a little bit about this pitching staff and, and just kind of what you've seen from them. You've got uh, you know, five pitchers there and, and uh, at least four of them anyway. It looks like you've kind of spread the wealth a little bit in, in terms of uh, appearances and, and innings.
1: Yeah, uh, we talked about that earlier uh, with people about uh, why uh, everybody's still sold on the idea that pitchers can pitch forever. I've been working for in this direction for the last few years uh, trying to create a staff. Uh, and you know, create pitchers or have pitchers that complement each other. Uh, and I think we've done, we've moved in that direction. Uh, like you said, you know, you can see the number of innings that they all have. Uh, and some of them have stats that maybe the other don't have as far as strikeouts and, and, and walks and those types of things and, and batting averages against those people. So they're all their ERAs are pretty good. Uh, we used five pitchers this weekend. And not we didn't go into the weekend thinking we were going to use five pitchers. We went into the weekend knowing we had five pitchers to use if we needed them. Uh, we used three on Saturday, um, actually four on Saturday. Uh, so um, and then Brooke pitched the single game, the last game on Saturday for the for the win. But uh, we used three in the first game, and then Taylor started. Taylor Long started the set, the first second or the third game on Sunday, and went four innings before Brooke relieved her. So we've got, you know, Taylor and Peja, you know, they're two freshmen. They've got If you look at their stats, there's a couple of ways I measure quality pitching. Uh, innings pitched per strikeouts. a good pitcher is going to have, if they've got 50 innings pitched, they've got 50 strikeouts. If they've got 50 innings pitched and they got 75 strikeouts, they're really doing a heck of a job. So, uh, you know, we look at those things. Um, and we look at, you know, uh, base on balls and then uh, – uh, you know, batting averages against, uh, you know, and sometimes that'll fool you where you got a Brooke Parrott who doesn't strike out a lot of people, but she, you know, she's got a, a good ERA and she wins a lot of ballgames for you just by, you know, moving the ball around and getting people popping up and grounding out and those types of things. And we know Brooke's not, a, uh, you know, not a, a strikeout pitcher, but we got, you know, Asia and Taylor over that. And then Alyssa Lovatus, uh, she's, uh, she's, Got some good quality innings for us, got a big win. She was Pitcher of the Month last month. You know, she had the 15, I think, strikeouts in the uh, Gardner-Webb tournament, and then she had another game where she had several strikeouts, so she's done really, really well. Um, And then uh, Izzy Alley, you know, Izzy's a drop ball pitcher that's going to keep them off pace. You know, she's not going to – she'll throw a rise every now and then, but she's the kid that keeps it down, sets her pitches up with her curveball, Uh, interchange up, you know, those are the pitches she depends on. And, uh, you know, when she is on, she's really, really, really hard to hit. So this is sort of what I envision. We'll lose Brooke uh, next year. This will be her last year. But we're bringing in another pitcher uh, that's a little different than Brooke. So we're excited that we have this staff of uh, pitchers uh, that we can go to. I know last year we're trying to pull pitching out of the hat at some point, you know, and then we had to hand the ball to Brooke and hand the ball to Brooke and hand the ball to Brooke in the conference tournament. And it's not what we wanted to have to do, but Brooke was hot and she was getting the outsource and, you know, was able to win the conference championship with her. So the fact that we have a staff some days, it's hard to, to think who you want to start and how you want to combo them, uh, because each one of them has a little different, different flavor that you can throw at the, the visiting team. And, uh, you know, contrary to what uh, East did us, you know, as we threw the, they threw the first pitcher. they were able to secure a win on that, and then the second pitcher we won, and then they brought – we knew they were going to bring that first pitcher back because, you know, um, she had got the win on Saturday, but uh, uh, when, in a situation we're in, we don't have to bring that same pitcher back, so we don't have to worry about, hey, they've seen her for, you know, two or three times around. we know what she throws because they brought her back on Saturday, Sunday, and we – Scored six runs off over the first inning, so uh, having a staff is definitely something that uh, that complements what we're trying to do, you know, at Chattanooga.
0: Coach, appreciate the time, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you again, and look forward to seeing you this weekend at uh, at Frost Stadium.
1: Okay, thanks for calling, and I hope you guys have a great week.
0: Thanks to Coach Reed for his time, and again, looking forward to uh, seeing his team on the new AstroTurf out at uh, Frost Stadium this weekend. Mox will play a doubleheader against UNCG on Saturday and then a a single game on Sunday. Check the schedule page at GoMox.com to get all the details. Until then, for our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth saying so long, everybody, and Go Mox! Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.